Hello and welcome to Hey Art What's Good. We are a podcast where we like to ask art in the northeast of England generally what's good. My name is Alice. And I'm Rosie. And one thing we like to do in this podcast is to kind of check in with each other and see what's good with us because we do things sometimes. So Rosie, what is good with you this week? Thank you so much for asking. It's so good to check in. And speaking of checking in, my good thing is that I've started going to therapy. Oh. And it's awesome. It's just a good time. I was like ready for it. Mm-hmm. I can understand like maybe it's not for everyone, but I'm excited. Yeah. I'm, I've been like to like three sessions now. And my like the lady's lovely. And it's just like, it just feels good. Like I feel like I'm making progress. Oh, that's so good. Yeah. It's, just, it's also, it's nothing serious. So mm-hmm. no one has to worry. It's just like generally <laughs> to help me like be better with my own mental health. Mm-hmm. So it's no like no big health issue or anything, but great if anyone's considering it if you feel ready go for it oh that's lovely i would really recommend because nice. i just like talking if you haven't <laughs> noticed <laughs> if this whole deal yeah. wasn't a clue <laughs> so talking therapy yay awesome what about you alice what's good with you well what's good with me is i've it's gonna sound stupid start reading again i read things a lot just general things but like actual books because i've just got tons of books in my house that like i've bought like the actual physical copies of and I'm like oh I should read this sometime I haven't got around to it but I finally started to make a dent um so I read We which is like a dystopian kind of novel from like 1928 oh wow called by uh, this is a Russian name Yevgeny Zamyatin and it's like a precursor well not precursor like people say like 1984 is like the OG dystopian novel it's not this one was ooh nice um, but it's really good it's like lots of similar themes um and we love sci-fi we do love a sci-fi i'm quite quite fond of the the genre but yeah i'm just happy to get like because i'll just find myself in the house with nothing to do i mean there's tons of things i could do there's always things someone can do mm-hmm. but i'm just kind of like there's nothing really that you can do in this day and age without a screen being involved a lot of the time like yeah. i've got tons of things i want to like finish like i've ages ago i started an online course for like game coding mm-hmm. and like i've I could like edit some photos or something but it's like i don't want to look at a screen for a bit so i just sat down last week and just read a book in a day that's awesome so I i've do never done that, that in my entire life well I, c- I think dyslexia makes it hard to read a book in a day yeah but still <laughs> it's not unachievable no, I'd have true. to have to work a little bit. Yeah, but that's amazing. Well done. And Thank you. I can confirm Alice had just carried this book around for months. Yeah, so it was mildly like pristine-ish when I got it. Um, it's tatty as out, and that's only because I just kept on throwing it in my bag. It would, you know, get the messed about with was there. The, yeah, <laughs> a bit of intention <laughs> was there, but I finally read it, put it back on the shelf. I'll pick it up again at some point, probably. Perfect. So, yeah, good that's job. my good thing. Yay. Yay. Uh, what else is good? Oh, is the thing we're going to talk about this week. <gasps> if you recall, last week we had something of a, a double bill for the Abject Gallery. We've got a double bill this week for Vane Gallery. Ooh, Just around exciting. the corner from Abject on Pilgrim Street and Commercial Union House. We love this place. We talk about it a bunch because yeah. there's always something going on and it's cool. Just Commercial Union House has a bunch of cool stuff going on. It really does, yeah. There's uh, Ampersand Inventions and Praxis Gallery, because they sometimes do stuff. Yeah, Incubate and Experimental Incubate Printmaking. is there. And Tons going on. Yeah, cool, fun, creative space. Good one to watch out for. Absolutely. And there are two exhibitions on right now, which opened on the same night, hence why we went. And they both closed on the same day. This is the 6th of April, 
And the first one I'm going to talk about is called Eporia by Stuart Mel Wilson. And this is quite an interesting one. It was in like quite a big space and a lot of the works are like kind of spaced out, but they weren't just wall-based. Yes. They very much kind of inhabited the space. Very much so. Do you want to give us a little little tour around Curation Corner, Rosie? Curation Corner. (laughs) Welcome, guys. So, yeah, it's the kind of big gallery. And uh, so it kind of spans over two rooms and the when you first walk in the first thing you will notice is this huge drawing of an octopus is it an octopus i want to say kraken Ooh, is that a fictional yes, creature yes though? it is but it's kind of like yes this sea beast with tentacles yes, and sea it's, beast yes <laughs> and it's um it's wonderful and it's beautifully drawn um so it's i think it's like a pen drawing it looks something like yeah, that. Yeah, so it's it's lovely and like kind of cross hatching and things like that and lovely mark making. Um but what makes it so beautiful and just interesting and dynamic is that and why you notice it as soon as you walk in is that one of the tentacles kind of comes out across the floor and then reaches up and it's attached by a chain. So it yeah. looks like it's kind of coming out and it's still very two-dimensional. Like it's not trying to be a sculpture. It is very much a drawing, but it's a drawing that is like, is coming out of the walls. And it's, yeah, as I say, inhabiting the space. It's really exciting. And the materials it's drawn on is kind of- it's like a look, range. Yeah, they look like kind of found materials. So mm. it's like bits of like- scraps and planks of wood some kind of board i think yeah. there's probably some paper on there and like yeah. cardboard maybe and it's just and because they're all like slightly different colors so different kind of browns and whites and creams and there's a bit of wood there to like help structure the tentacle that's mm. that's up it might even be a squid type of creature yeah well squids are real so i would i wouldn't be surprised it's just <laughs> and it's huge it's like bigger than a person oh absolutely yeah so it's really just interesting to be around. And it was actually really hard to like get a photograph of it. Obviously, I'll try my best to post some things on Instagram at Hey Art What's Good. But really would recommend if you get, get the chance, pop along. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's kind of really what hits you straight away when you walk in. Uh, but there is other wall-based works. And in the second room, there's much more traditional in the sense like wall-based drawings yeah but that are huge i was gonna say they're quite sizable massive so this is a very like drawing i would say drawing based Mm -hmm. exhibition which gets me excited because i class myself as a drawer you do do that and that's absolutely not a word i've ever heard before that i just made up because i can only imagine you'd spell it like draw like a chest of draw like like d-r-a-w-e-r yeah drawer but maybe, because it feels like there's another R in there. Draw. So, like, maybe it's draw, R-E-R, but then it would look like a weird word. Yeah. But why but then, not? Because if you get painters, you get drawers. Hmm. So, think about that, guys. Like, yeah. Get back to us. If you class yourself as a drawer, I want to know. Mm-hmm. I want to see your work. Let's let's connect. Yes. I'm at Rosie the Artist. Like, find me on Instagram. Check me out. <laughs> like, shameless self-promotion. Oh, no. Nothing <laughs> shameful. Shame. I don't no know. shame no here. shame here only good yes <laughs> <laughs> but um yeah like i love that it was just really celebrating the medium of drawing and i love particularly like hatching and cross hatching you know that mm-hmm. style of mark making i really enjoy that 
And especially in this context, because it was so massive and really dynamic and just different, you know, as I say, the found objects, the three dimensional aspects, but also the content of the work was very like reminiscent of a lot of um, like Renaissance style drawings. So that kind of translating that like fine detail painting into a contemporary drawing was really interesting. Yeah, well, that's like one of the main themes of uh, Aporia. Um, it's kind of like the artist uh, describes themselves as like set themselves the task of mimicking like the scale and grandeur and like intensity of like the work of the old master. So like these really massive, huge things which have like lots of kind of like symbolisms and importance and stuff like that. And in the like compositions yeah as well absolutely like there's uh some like you know what's the ones like god touch adam's finger or whose finger is he touching you know you've everyone's yeah seen it's one. like man and like oh yeah that one yeah god and man it could be adam or it could just be a dude yeah but yeah and they're like god in heaven and the, the t- are they actually the fingers touching i think or the are fingers just are about? nearly touching yeah it's and that whole yeah because that's of... mimicked in the the first piece that i was mentioning the one that you will notice straight away mm-hmm and isn't it the one of the tentacles? Yeah, I'm sure I'm gonna like try and find. I want to double check this, but it's the there's a drawing of. Oh, it's because like the two works are like next to each other. So there's a there's this massive because there's this massive um like the kraken thingy which comes out the wall and stuff and comes on the floor and then up a bit, and then right next to it there's like this this picture of a dude picture of a dude and it's interesting. It kind of looks like spray paint do you think i think so it kind of looks like so it's like just a somewhat you know traditionally you know style of like drawing sketching of a person but he's on like this cloud of like blues and reds which looks like just like spray paint mm-hmm. and then hit uh, the dude's arm is outstretched with his finger out and then it kind of almost touches the tentacle of the kraken piece next to it because the tip of his hand goes on to one of the pieces of cardboard or board where mm-hmm. the tip of a tentacle goes. There we go. So it, and it looks like the man is looking at this kraken creature. So yeah, like instantly you will notice it's iconic. Well, yeah, it's just iconic. Like it's yeah. one of the most well-known religious images of all time. Pretty much, yeah. So in well, in Renaissance, is it Michelangelo? F- yes, is not is it not on? Is it the Sistine Chapel one? I, th- I thought so. There we go. Yes. I know old art sometimes. Well done. <laughs> so that, but that's like, I've never seen anything like that and I loved it. Mm-hmm. And something, actually another thing that I really enjoy that, because I would say we often talk about our favourite parts. We do things, do that. And because this is a double bill, I'm just going to smash it in when I want. Oh, please do. I loved my two favourite parts. I loved that it was on all sorts of different yeah like materials materials yeah because it was just the drawing is a lot more freeform because Mm -hmm. he was just sticking a bit of extra cardboard or material where it was needed so the overall image is a really weird shape yeah but it's very higgledy piggledy but the image on it is very like comprehensive yeah. yeah and cohesive wonderful word um but alongside that i also love that there was loads of text Yes, like so, on the actual pieces. Yeah, and I didn't read all of it, but I liked what I did read, and it was kind mm. of poetic, a little bit cryptic, and 
I suppose it's like exploring this idea of like science and philosophy as part of art and like the meaning yeah, so. of you know these images and icons and all this. But it for me it's like very like sketchbooky and personal and we talked about this a little bit in Worth by Lady Kit our episode about that a while back how Lady Kit wrote all the signs herself just directly on the wall and mm. it really added this personal touch and it yeah. made it it was just enjoyable like to see someone's handwriting it's nice yeah it's very it's personal like... the hand of the the, the artist mm. in such a lovely way i don't know because it's funny because especially with something like this with drawings you obviously are seeing like the hand of the artist at work but in words it's just different i don't know yeah. what it is it's just a little bit different it's nice yeah so really i like that and that's present in the huge images in the second room as well mm-hmm. that there's kind of within these very yeah they're very obviously inspired by renaissance paintings but then in their execution as kind of hatching and cross hatching as a drawing they then have like brightly colored text so like pink and blue and yellow text in like sometimes in like bubbles like do you know when you're in school yeah. and you're writing like kind of look like they might be done in felt tips which yeah you would use in school a bit so like really like it almost has that kind of sketchbooky feel to it which i love Mm -hmm. i and even if that's not necessarily what the artist was going for i just responded really well to that yeah absolutely it was great and yeah i think something i loved um there was another piece in the the second room um literally so like as soon as you go through the little archway like straight on your right is another mahusive piece and there's kind of like a a devilly looking figure on it and there's more people and like just so much stuff but then there's this massive like equation in the bottom right hand corner and I don't know maths or science that well really and I've got no idea what it could mean. It's one of them algebra ones with like lots of letters and stuff in it. So I would just like to know what that means. Have you got a picture of it? I do. Well how about we post it on our socials. Okay. At Hey Art What's Good. Twitter and Instagram. Yes. And if anyone can try and solve it for us, or if anyone has any thoughts, oh yeah, we would love to actually have a proper discussion about this mm-hmm. because this is just—I love that like mixture of science and art, and like mm-hmm. maths and art. Like, I oh, know these very like structured formulas in an art setting is yeah. really interesting, and it could also potentially be nonsense. It could be, but, but that's, that's part of the fun. That's the beauty of you know. I only knew this once I became friends with a mathematician, <laughs> but maths is actually quite abstract mm-hmm. so it all fits just like art it really does very abstract sometimes it really can be yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah this was um a great exhibition there's like a good a good mix of stuff yeah i didn't actually think i'd have like do you know when you walk away from something i didn't know actually what i'd be talking about when we started recording yeah same and now i'm like oh damn that yeah. was amazing yeah pretty much <laughs> like and it's, it's always it's nice when you when you come away with stuff like that you don't realize how much you've taken in sometimes until you talk about it yeah and, then and that's add, nice wow. I, do you know i was literally just thinking that as we're recording i was just kind of like because we don't really talk too much about the art like as we're then going to go say like we'll say with thoughts and stuff like yeah. in the moment but it's like when you go away, you can have like a ruminate. So we don't really know what each other's going to say that much before then, we start. Yeah, we don't plan because then we want you guys to listen to like an authentic conversation. Yeah. So, so I was just thinking there while you're talking. It's like, oh, I'll just like talk about art with my friend. It's yeah, nice. Yeah, it is truly nice. 
So yeah. love you. <laughs> I do. I love, love you, you too. Aww. <laughs> um, but the artist, uh, Stuart Mel Wilson, is from Gateshead, which I thought was quite nice. Whoop, whoop. So just just cool thing, just normal yeah. artist. Shout out. Shout out indeed. And then the artist for the other show, which was premiering at Vane that night, was also from the north. He's from County Durham. And he so he's got he's got like his artist name is Felix Culper. And his show is called The Ongoing Moment. And we loved this one. Not that we didn't love the other one, but we very much loved this one because it was just... We spent ages. We really did. Cause like a long time in one room in particular. Mm-hmm. There's just so much to see and to take in. So like a lot of these um, works are from, I think, the past few years. And um, they're all they're all drawings, all look... Like there was a mix. Like uh, I liked when we could kind of say, "Like oh, that one kind of looks like biroy. That one kind of looks fine linery." Um, Some of them were like charcoal or pencil, I think. And yeah, and um, well, do you want to? I'll curation corner this. I was going to say, give away a quick curation corner because I was brief last time. The the nitty gritty because it's this one was one of my favorite words, meaty. Oh, very meaty. It was very meaty. (laughs) So you walk into. The first, so again, this is the smaller space, but there's still two rooms. In the first room, which is a little bit smaller, um, you see kind of, as soon as you walk in, there's a massive roll of paper that goes through, continuously through both rooms. So that's kind of what you're first faced with. But there's a huge piece on your right. You turn left to kind of enter into the, the proper space. There's a couple of series there's a great one of Jimi Hendrix, which we'll go into a little bit of detail in in a moment because I loved it. Um, and it's all very like it's black and white, various different sizes, which mm-hmm. I like. Like the scale of the drawings, yeah, really varied. And again, I'm a drawer. This was clearly a drawer, and it's such a different, so so different to the last exhibition, and oh, yet yeah. so also so rich. And that's mm-hmm. why I love drawing. It's so <laughs> because again, the hand of the artist is so unique, and mm-hmm. it's just really interesting. And I think that was really emphasized in the second room. So imagine you kind of you see this massive stretch of paper that goes through both rooms. So you start just you for you, context. You follow it. This stretch of paper, I believe, is twenty meters long. Yeah, it's and like long. meters are long. Like you know, oh, like twenty feet. That's not far at all. Twenty meters. Yes, that's a good is... good chunk of space. So I, I mean, working on it must have been a journey because oh, yeah. I don't know. It would have. I've worked on paper like that before, um, and you can never see the complete. It's really hard depending on the studio space you have or the workspace you have. It's really hard to like unroll it and yeah. work on it. You tend to work on it in segments, so I imagine that this was quite a challenge to yeah see as a because it's like one continuous bit of paper it's not like a bunch of different bits stuck together yeah. it's one perfect clean cut it's of awesome. 20 meter long paper so follow this through to the next room and you're met with various different drawings of all different sizes all different mediums all black and white mm-hmm. um and mainly portraits. This was yes. almost ex- was this exclusively portraiture. I don't know if there was any drawings that weren't portraits. I think it was, yeah. So they've managed to like the artist has captured so many different aspects of portraiture in this exhibition. And mm. I am very fond of portraiture. Mm-hmm. Um, like throwback to the naked portrait. Indeed, loved portraiture. 
um talked about in that episode i talked about how i've written an essay on it at uni and it was one of my favorite essays i ever did and a great old time was had (laughs) but i want to get into like so that just to paint the picture of what this was Mm -hmm. and also that not only was it various different scales but the paper itself i found quite impressive because some of it was huge the scale of this stuff was massive and if you don't make art or if you don't make drawings and kind of physical art you might not know paper is damn expensive (laughs) large sheets of paper are difficult they're difficult to work with they're really expensive and they're just a hassle i guess we've got to like store it as well yeah it's a whole whole thing paper can get like wet and ruined and And if you crease it or crumple it or roll it even sometimes and you know when you like kind of pop it when it's rolled and then you get that like weird crease oh my god (laughs) <laughs> but maybe it's just me not being careful i don't know no I think, <laughs> I think it's the paper's fault i agree there we go but this was so as we've mentioned there's this really you know 20 meter long sheet like roll of paper that well, i imagine it was a roll that was stretched out mm-hmm. there's huge pieces and then there's just like kind of you know, bigger than a1 and then there's some that are like a4, like a5, a5 and, yeah. yeah and it goes from ceiling to floor like yeah, it's ceiling to floor, everywhere wall to wall and it's really like it's not in any strict structure it's all mm. it's very carefully considered where everything is placed on the wall yeah but it's kind of all over the place yeah, it's not like um like just a straight like nice neat line that you see in like lots of exhibitions it's just like do you know like and when, when you go to uni everyone has like in first year in halls their photo wall where it's got lots of printouts of photos and yeah. so like hildy pildy and like cool kind of like that yes but art but art it's fab <laughs> and that's a re- that's a good reference I yeah think. relatable even, content yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah um just use whatever you have to describe it like yeah that's yeah i completely agree good so, to make yeah i want to talk about content because yes, this please. was meaty not only in the amount of stuff showing and how it was shown but in what it was yeah the, the actual content that yeah the context of this work is fascinating because i think it touches upon a few contemporary issues Ooh, that yeah. we really need that need talking about and that maybe this is a great example of how i truly believe art can address really sensitive topics yeah. in a really clever way definitely well do you, do you want to jump in then cuz I, I think suppose. i know what you're going to talk about well it's very much about because the exhibition's called The Ongoing Moment. So there's this idea that like time can stretch or stop or you can look at a snippet and it kind of like the manip- like manipulation of time is mm-hmm. really interesting, but it looks at time in relation to people who are also I'd say like between places yeah. because there's a very delicate relationship between time and place. Mhm. And it's looking at, is it immigrants and yes. potentially refugees and... It's refugees uh, specifically, yeah. Yeah. So this is the, the 20 metre long piece, which is called Orchids and Rocks. And it took two years to do. Mm-hmm. And it's about, well, it's great because it's about people. And it's people orientated. And it's about how the individual, like with we think of you know it's the news it's always media it's always yeah. the media but we're like taught to believe like this is a group of people they're a group they're the other they're different mm-hmm. it's not something many of us have ever experienced being a refugee and hopefully never will because mm-hmm. it sounds awful mm-hmm. and i wouldn't wish it upon anyone it's terrible and yet they're kind of yeah the other and separate 
so it's great that it has this like personal this portraiture it's real these are people this is individuals Mm -hmm. and this long stretch of paper has various different portraits of various like you know it has like all different sizes like because we said there's like people in the background it was really interesting or there's just eyes like really close up oh yeah there are some like quite um i want to say jarring bits of like um it's kind of so the piece is kind of i guess meant to be experienced in quotes from right to left because it kind of mimics east to west yes travel yeah from like uh immigrants coming from like the far east and then to greece and then going further into western europe um so like if you start from that way kind of maybe it's like a quarter in after like all these like different size like portraits of people and then smaller people there's just massive eyes mm-hmm. and like a bit of a face and it kind of looked like shocked ish yeah like the expression but it's just really jarring like just just there mm-hmm. and like looking at you and oh, it's yeah. like look at me mm-hmm. like it's asking you to engage with it yeah and it's really addressing like this journey and a narrative that is experienced by so many different people on this journey and then how it's so often met with negativity and as i mentioned there's this kind of been this i mean the words used on the the information sheet by the gallery is um an anti-refugee media frenzy oh yeah which i think is just spot on i don't Mm want to change that phrase at all in my own words because that's just perfect yeah and it really has kind of like stepped if we just step back for a minute and really think i think this is something we talked briefly about on our first trip to the Mima there was a great exhibition yes about refugees who've moved to Middlesbrough from Syria I think specifically and how a lot of the time like it's just not fair because it's just not fair to treat refugees the way the media has treated them Mm -hmm. because it's almost like they're invading yeah when you actually step back and think about it like I can't speak for every refugee but I can only imagine they don't want to be here. Yeah. They want to be at home and, and they want safe yes, and happy. And that and they don't have that option and that's just not right. Like mm-hmm. imagine just that huge violation of your most basic human rights that you cannot live at your home in a safe place and you can't look after your children and have a job and look and be there for your friends or family like you you just that's all stripped away from you and then on top of that you have to travel away and then on top of that you're then like penalized and abused and met with hate and aggression that's just not on and like we really need to humanize people again like these are people and that's what this is this is portraiture like this is what's special about portraiture I think actually another great example because we're just always referencing our old episodes now but when we went to Sunderland for the Da Vinci drawings Mm -hmm. and there was that amazing was the artist something Tift? Uh, Andrew Tift Andrew Tift There's a series of drawings from a thing called and one day you'll be older too Yeah and they were the photorealistic drawings and it's this it, there was something there that said like a portrait immortalizes someone mm-hmm. and there's something really sacred and special about that and i think this is not i don't know if the people depicted in these portraits are real if anyone sat for them or anything like that mm-hmm. but even if it's just the idea of a person like yeah. this it's really the journey has been immortalized through this portrait yeah absolutely amazing mm-hmm. really and for, like this is two years of work yeah just spot on really enjoyed it and the drawing itself wasn't even what i loved the most about it it was 
this was truly like the context of this was just yeah. rich. It really was, yeah. And that's just one piece. Oh yeah, in this room of many, many pieces. <laughs> I'm excited to talk about, well, the Jimi Hendrix one was fab. Yeah. We'll just briefly talk about that because that yeah. was... It was really cool. I think, were they, they weren't on canvases, were they? But they were in like square yeah. thingies and yeah, it's just like different shots of Jimi Hendrix. I say shots, the drawings. Um, but it's in like 24 frames, like 24 frames a second. So I don't know. I think there might have just been stills taken from a video because they weren't like super sequential. Mm-hmm. It was like maybe if you missed a few frames, it's like every like, like maybe even every 20, like every second, every 24th frame yeah. or something. But it's just like 24 different frames of Jimi Hendrix doing a performance. It was really cool. Kind of abstracted, very stylized, yeah. really rough. I think it was like very dry paint or something like very yeah. distinctive mark making. But then... It, it captured something and it captured the essence of the performance. Mm. So just to give you an idea of like what this this style was like, I thought that was a good example. Yeah, definitely. But yeah, well, my this is the best bit. My so favorite aspect of this, which I think, um, just really, I mean, the entire show is called the ongoing moment, but this like piece specifically is called press pause. And it's like a five year long endeavor of drawings. And it's basically um, on the 24th day of each month, uh, Felix Culper was like saying, right, what's in the news today? And then he kind of do one drawing to try and like encapsulate that. So I imagine a lot of the, cause these again are all portraits of like people of like world figures and like prime ministers and presidents and politicians and all that kind of stuff. Um, just one drawing to kind of represent something that happened in the news and for a lot of them you can probably like guess a lot of things yeah we were we could easily yeah like oh there's everyone, Theresa May there's oh, Donald Trump yeah there's, there's Vladimir Putin there's yep. yeah Kim Jong-il the super villains of the world very much so <laughs> all on the wall at Vanguard in Newcastle <laughs> um but it's just awesome because like press pause has kind of a double meaning so press pause in a kind of literal sense like on a like on a telly or whatever it pauses the image which could maybe be how he got like the frame of reference so, like maybe on the news you just press pause and mm-hmm. then it could draw what's on the telly or if you kind of think of it in more of like the press like the media mm-hmm. like a, a press pause in that kind of sense and like in that kind of sense there's a bit of a, a quote here um it like the series kind of investigates the possibility of living among too much information. Mm-hmm. So um, pressing pause on the press barons and remotely taking back control of the flow of like news imagery is what this is all about. Um, and this is awesome. So like starting, like I think beginning of 2014 until this year. So it might still be going, I'm not too sure. I hope so. But what an endeavour condensing condensing the the month's news into a single drawing. And really, the thing that like I wrote down in like response to this was like I did drawing slash icon slash media. Ooh, because this is flowchart. Yes, yeah, (laughs) because it's icon. Like that's really what stood out. Like these are now the icons of our media yeah and like in the same way almost like the last exhibition was looking at kind of like renaissance imagery which is very like christian iconography yeah this is like this is our iconography this is what we are like and everyone recognizes these figureheads Ooh, and i want to 
touch real quick on just the concept of hyperreality. So anyone who's ever done media yes. Yes, yes, yes. knows of Jean Boudriard, whatever, some French blokey. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but he kind of talks about hyperreality and hyperreality is like something that's super prominent especially in the modern era of people experience like people's first-hand experience of things being through a different medium i.e the media so like a huge thing you wrote about in one of his books was like 9-11 how almost the entire world's perception and knowledge of that comes from the same handful of like news images and stuff Mm -hmm. so then that becomes hyper real because that's the reality for so many people to like kind of view something whereas like a tiny tiny amount of people comparatively yeah so experienced if, it firsthand so is that like the reality was the people in new york who saw it happen and the hyper reality kind, yeah. is the rest of the world that also experienced that yeah but then it's kind of like through a different framework kind, well it's kind of like uh plateau's cavey because it's like Ooh, yeah. that's a different it's people's reality is subjective arguably yes but this makes me think of that because it's kind of like i mean same saying we watch the news we see all these things like secondhand and then seeing this condensing lots of different news things into one single image mm-hmm. it's kind of like another hyper real sort of situation yeah that's it's just really cool and like you don't need actually that's a really good that is really cool that's what's good <laughs> that is what's good right end episode no <laughs> but no that's that I've, I'm not as familiar with this concept as you are. Yeah. But it fascinates me. And I love this. Yeah, this idea of like, it's a slightly distorted reality, perhaps. Yeah. But it's not any, that doesn't mean it's bad or lesser. No, 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 Or of poor quality. It's just like, well, we all experience everything differently. Oh, yeah. And like, just from our own experiences, like the context we put things in yeah it's different and i think we can like actually link that to curation if if anyone's still wondering kind of like what we keep banging on about cre- like curation for mm-hmm. it's just purely the framework that's all we mean the mm-hmm. framework and the context in which we view art mm-hmm. but we can apply this to the world oh yeah because we all are always looking at things through a specific context and a specific framework and it's just really cool to consider that so just just so you're not like walking through the world blindly so you understand like there is always a context and there's always a framework Mm -hmm. the the framework of the media is particularly interesting yeah and it's not just a where you're getting your media from it's what the buzzwords they're using like frage is the the refugee crisis yeah well it wasn't they weren't being referred to as refugees weren't they being referred to as immigrants or something i think so as well but then even just the word crisis that kind of places an emphasis like generally on people who like receive refugees in countries like a kind of yeah it's just interesting like this is bad yeah exactly and i think and and it's yeah it's it, like it's going to be detrimental to us somehow because yeah. it's a crisis another great one talking about 9-11 is the one that i love the war on terror mm-hmm. because they're two such emotive words war and terror yeah and realistically that's just an excuse to go to war with anyone you want which is maybe the point because american military <laughs> yes because you can't like terror is a concept it's not Mm -hmm. real you can't wage war on a concept yeah you can't there is no 
like beast called terror yeah. that we're going to eventually destroy like there's always going to be a new terror mm-hmm. so that war on terror is never going to end exactly as the war on drugs mm-hmm. you're not actually waging war on drugs you're waging war on people 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 who have like you know are wrapped up in horrible you know like drug battles and gangs yeah. and drug abuse and addiction and like yeah, it's mental health me- issues all yeah that kind like of this stuff. is that's real but drugs like like how like heroin and cocaine isn't gonna like pick up a gun and fight back yes exactly <laughs> like it's it's people so it's this idea you know this just be careful because we talk about curation in like fun ways and like art ways mm-hmm. but think about the curation of information yeah. and that's a little bit darker potentially oh very much so yeah so curation corner can be applied to all walks of life and i implore you to just consider it a little bit in your day-to-day yeah well i think i think that's a good a good place to end this one it's always nice kind of like haven't brought academia into this for a while because obviously it's not everyone's thing but it just kind of something sparked in my head there's like, oh my god no i love it <laughs> well that's why we started this podcast like that's we true. missed academia i didn't want to go back and i probably never will yeah but it was fun. Like yeah. I really like learning and this is a great tool to like help us continue learning. Yeah. So shout out to everyone who listens or supports us because you're just helping us do what we love. Yeah. And um, we we'll love to learn. Love learning. Big fan of that thing. And yeah, anyone else who loves learning, we're here for you and we want to support you. Mm-hmm. Learn with us. Help us learn. Yes. It's going to be a great adventure and we're in it for the long run. So Very much so. If you do want to help us learn, you can do so on social media. If you think, hey, it's a cool concept, let us know. We love cool concepts. Yeah, talk to us about what we've already talked about. Introduce new things to us. Mm-hmm. We can find it. You can find us on Instagram and Twitter at Hey Art What's Good. Yep. We have a website. We do have that. HeyArtWhatsGood.com mm-hmm. and Gmail at, so it's HeyArtWhatsGood at Gmail.com. That's it. I'm like, it's not an art symbol and it's not a website. What is it? <laughs> It mixes the two, really. Yeah, and whenever <laughs> I try to write our email address, I always write our website. You do do that. And That's it, all I, you do it the other I day. I don't I'm know like, no. why. I'm like, I know it in my heart, but my brain, they're not. Yeah. Miscommunication. Honestly, what like. dyslexia. Like, <laughs> <laughs> it makes my life so easy all the time. <laughs> um, well, we like to, to end these podcasts to wrap it up, to kind of... Uh, see what we're looking forward to sometimes it mirrors the what's good which in my case it does oh, awesome i'm looking forward to the next book i'm going to be reading <gasps> which is slaughterhouse five <gasps> can't remember who writes it do you read that one yeah well no i had it read to me i'm like because oh. my dad read everything to me nice <laughs> like I'm, i've like i'm like well read but like second half through hearing <laughs> yeah well heard <laughs> again dyslexia <laughs> but that doesn't mean you can't be well read that's true it's so good I'm, I'm just and there's a movie. I'm very excited. Oh, is there? Okay. So after you read it, we can watch the movie. Perfect. It's like a real old movie. It Ooh. may or may not be black and white. I love old movies. For anyone that doesn't know the story, it's amazing. And I want to. I want to say that it links in with this. Ooh. Wait, do you know the story? No, I don't know anything about. It. I mean, I've read the blurb, but I've already forgotten it. It's so. about a man who's kind of stuck in time. Yes. So he lives his life non-linear. I was going to say, I, he, I recall the phrase non-linear on the blurb. He jumps through time. So he'll, he experiences his own birth and his own death several times. Ooh. And then he like, experience, so he like fought in one of the wars. Mm-hmm. I can't remember which. And he like, and then there's a bit where he like is in an 
alien zoo and like it's what? it goes all over the place but cool. it's like this it's like time is not linear yeah. time is not as we know it so nice one oh, that perfect. links to all sorts of things i'm looking forward to it even more now you're gonna be so well read in sci-fi Hell, well that's that's my girl oh i love it that's a great girl <laughs> you're gonna have like this wonderful bookshelf yes oh quick little side note i recently reorganized the bookshelf in my room because I'm a very organized person, but all the books were just kind of just thrown on there and more arranged by size. That's which that isn't helpful. But I now also, I don't like things organized by size, and I hate it when books are organized by color. Oh, I can't be bothered to do color. But I like thematic. They're both thematic and alphabetic. alphabetical. Yes. So we've got um, like autobiography sort of things on the same shelf as other nonfiction. Mm-hmm. Then we've got kind of like classics because. There's tons of Amy's books from uni because she did mm. English Lit. It's like then lots of classics and then stuff talking about classics, i.e. kind of academia-related stuff. Uh-huh. Then um, more kind of contemporary novels with some like YA stuff that we've got still from yeah. like teenage years. Oh, I love that. So all organised by that and by author surname. Love it. So That's so that. good. That's what's good. That is what's good. <laughs> I'm so I love being organized. Oh, and talk about me again. One <laughs> second. <laughs> Sorry, you try to take that back there. <laughs> um, I also found a bunch of like cool little art things I got from Rotterdam. Because like, I I think I sent you a picture. Um, it's basically you know when you go to like a, an art gallery and there's like a postcard of the art. Just found a bunch of that and I've actually like tacked it up like on my walls and stuff. I noticed two things that i've given you yeah because i did a little portrait of alice for christmas and, and it, it was lovely genuinely looks probably like a very heartfelt message on the back and i oh, love it yay and i'm so glad <laughs> and once i went to the i think it's an international arts book fair in leeds at the tetley, oh, the tetley yes uh when i was a student and I actually was the representative for leeds university there Ooh. It was a good old weekend. If you're in Leeds, or if you just love Leeds, check out when that Artist International. I think it happened very is. recently. It's great, and we are going to try and go sometime. Yes, please. Fab. Um, and I got a little card that says, yeah. "An empty space is not an empty place," and it's just the most Alice thing because Alice is. is mad minimalist. I am mad not minimalist. through trying, just no. naturally through just a general dislike of having stuff. <laughs> just hate things yeah right <laughs> who wants a thing not here <laughs> but that's a very long roundup of what's good with me and what what i'm looking forward to rosie what are you looking forward to luckily i only have a short one i'm excited to go to the botanist Ooh. right now but <laughs> <laughs> you just hear the door shut <laughs> but um yeah i don't know just i hardly ever go but it's quite a lovely day so I was thinking, could be nice, sit on the kind of like roof bit and it looks over Monument and just enjoy being in this beautiful city. Hey. Have a little bevy. Sounds like a good time. I'm really excited. <laughs> I, just, I never go to the Botanist. It's kind of a treat. I've never been. You've never been? No. It's not our place, if I'm I was going to say, yeah. It's I like, like the, I've been to like all, people's kind of shock and then the exceptions. Like, oh, actually, yeah, like I know us. We don't yeah. go places like that. It's like where I go when my like really girly girlfriends want to yeah. do something or yeah. if it's like I just, like someone's birthday and it's mm-hmm. like a crowd pleaser. It's like on one hand, too nice for us. It is on too nice. On the other hand... Too much faff. Too much faff. Because like... I. I just like bars. Like I like yeah, a good old. I love a good pub. Like this is it's so fancy. Like it's nice, but like, <laughs> like I'm tired thinking about it. 
Love it. I love, I love how you a second ago were quite excited for no, it. No, I am excited for it. It's just, I'm also tired. Well, that's fair You enough. can be both. That's Get true. Get a girl who can do both. And that girl is you. Hey. <laughs> so I'm going to go and do that. Thank nice you one. for listening. Yes. Uh, until next time, everyone. I love everyone that listens. Yeah. So take care and have a wonderful week. Yeah. Bye, guys. Bye.